uh, what what what, it, what what they're doing is they're giving teams uh, the opportunity to play in a league. Uh, which is a false league because what it is, it's a league, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's, it's not a cup competition. It's an actual league. It's a league. Yeah, they've extended and extended it. And we spoke about it on the podcast last week. Come the day... You always mentioned, yeah. you always said this, and the more I look at this, the more you were right with it. And I started to hear more people talk about, you know, football wasn't invented in 1992. It was stolen. You know, it, it, it didn't the cup competition. It didn't the champions. Uh, what's it called? Is it called Champions League or Champions? Yeah, Champions League. It used to be the European Cup in old money. The yeah, Europa well, League is, is now what it is. What was the, the UEFA the, Cup? The, it's not a cup competition. The but no, league competition. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it gives more money to the bigger clubs, and that's why they're extending it. But you can't extend it too much Answer because you this. run out of weekends and weeks. Answer me this, because you yep. might be you might be able to answer this better than me. How come this playoff, championship playoff, yep. what I keep hearing, season in and season out, is worth more money than any other competition in the world? Yeah, it's because of the what riches. What am I missing? The riches, it... It's just because of the riches of the Premier League. I mean, it... So you're, t- you're telling me it, 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 it returns more than somebody winning the Premier League or the, or the Champions League? Or the World Cup? Is that what you're telling me? Or what people no, telling I think what they're saying is it's the world's, it's the most expensive game that's got most on it. Whereas, like, you know, if you're looking at a European Champions League final or a European but Cup final, that, they? no, they don't. That. No, they don't. No. What so they're saying is, what they say, they say it's a hundred million pound game. Well, you know, qualify what the Champions League final is worth in terms of prize money, not as much, I'm guessing. But the thing is, to get that golden ticket now to get into the Premier League, they're all selling their souls to try and achieve that. And then when they get there, they defend with all their might to stay in there. And although there's always got to be jeopardy on a game of football, if it was like the Americans and there's no relegation, you would see a lot more dead rubbers. You know, I guess at the end of the season, but you probably have teams that are not frightened to go out and attack, express themselves, and try and win a game of football. It's the fear I of still, losing that's killing the game for me. I understand, I understand that, mm. but you still wouldn't get that, Gabby. I guarantee you, because that's how that's how coaches are. I've been in dressing rooms; they don't want to get beat, beat four or five nils. Yeah, mm. I know where you're coming from, and I know what you're saying. You know, look at Brentford. Yeah. Look at Brentford. You know, in all my time as a kid, growing up, mm. they were the fourth division team, as I would call it. We would call it now the Championship uh, One. Yeah. You know, they've always been down in that. And look at them now, how they've established themselves in the Premier League. They've done so By with brilliant. Um, uh, that's what I'm looking for. Recruitment, management, coaching. Management of the club right, yeah. itself. Yeah. Right. And then they, they've added the recruitment, which have got right uh, a philosophy. Little Brentford willing to take teams on, yeah. you know, as, uh, as do Brighton. To try and win a game. As do Brighton. I mean, they've got you Man know. City tomorrow. Deserbies took them on. And I mean, look, after at Potter. look at uh, o- is it O'Neill at uh, Bournemouth. Yeah, what a great job he's done, Gary O'Neill. Right. The other manager, uh, what's it called? Ex Chelsea, Charlton player. Ex Charlton. Uh, um, yeah. 
Midfield player, what's he called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, his name will come to me. Um, oh my, he used to do the McDonald's. Ad, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, they were talking about him today. He's actually managed Bruges in the Champions League. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh my days. It just, just Scotty Parker. Right, what I'm trying to say, Scotty he's blaming Parker. the owners. There's no money and all that. Everybody goes on about money. Mm. Believe in your players. Yeah, I never said his name. Scotty, Scotty Parker. Power. Park. Uh, Scotty Power. Parker. Parker. Yeah. Scott Parker. Yeah, that's the fella. You know, um, so when you look at it, whether you buy them players or not, they don't give you the right not to like people, right? What well, gives you the right? It's the right. We're going to get the best out of them. You break. You've got to be able to work with people. Have you got that phone by your ear? You're breaking up a little bit. Oh, I've got it's it. Bit, I've got it when I'm speaking into. To... It's a bit crackly tonight. Is that better? Yeah, you carry on. You just, you just sound a bit crackly. Oh, I'm trying to make it more clear. Oh, that, you. that's better. That is too. I don't know what you've done nice. there. Is that better? Yeah, that sounds a lot better. Well, I've got it on what they call it speaker. Don't put it, it. Was it on speaker before? No. And it's on speaker now. Yes. Blimey, you sound clearer now than what it was before. Yeah, because if I don't put it on speaker, I can hardly get other people me. Oh, okay. Whoever phones me up, if I don't put it on speaker, it's it's very faint. Right. Okay. Well, you, you do sound less crackly, so we'll so look, the, the, we'll go, go with that. We'll go with that too. Uh, my magic, my magic moments this week. Talking of Brentford, uh, I thought the fella's goal. Um, what's his name? A boom, a boomer, um, boomer. The uh, the, the lad. Know, he, he looked he looked quite good the other day, didn't he? Yeah, he's. I mean, he, he he's done well for a few seasons there with Ollie Watkins when Ollie was there with Ivan Tony was yeah. there. But I believe he's a Cameroonian. Um, is he Brian a boomer? But he, he scored a tremendous brace. His yeah. second goal in particular. But what I loved about the second goal was the slide roll pass by Hickey. I thought it was yeah. precision personified. It was absolutely tremendous. Harry Kane's goal was like a rapier missile. Well, let me just interrupt. Yeah, free kick. Yeah, let me just interrupt. I said to Thomas and Jock the other day. The game's what's been on. Yeah. Some some quality passing what's been oh. killer balls, what's set goals up. It's been absolutely sublime. But I just wanted to give a goalkeeper uh, uh, my, my uh, magic moment this week. Yeah. But some of the passing, for making up goals when I saw this week, last week, were absolutely sublime. And also I want to give a big shout out to Lee Gregory's dummy. In that four mm. nil drubbing <laughs> of uh, Peterborough at Hillsborough, so Brilliant. we're going to focus now for a few minutes on uh, that game. I mean, it was a tremendous dummy, and and I, I felt for Lee because he scored that own goal then in injury time, and as they were well extra time, as they were coming off the pitch, one of the opponents says something. You don't know whether he was like taking the rise or saying unlucky son, you know. Um, we don't know. I can't lip read, but you just felt for him because yeah, I thought he, whenever I've watched Wednesday play, Lee Gregory 
always gives every last drop that he's got for the cause. And you, you could see his shoulders had sunk when he walked off that pitch. But when he walked off the pitch at the uh, the final whistle with that penalty, and got to say, young Hunt, what composure to stick that in the top corner. Fantastic penalties by Wednesday as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a pen- penalty lover because obviously to see anyone get knocked out on penalties, I do feel sorry for that team and the, the person if they miss. Because, you know, everybody's watching it. In, you know. Yeah, they are. So I look at it. Obviously, I won't want it to win, so I'll accept anything what comes our way. What was the evening like for you? Because you had a reunion um, at the Middle Anley, wasn't it? Middle Anley. What was it like? Well, we had a great. We met up at two o'clock. Roger Wilde, Brian Ornsby, uh, Paul Bradshaw, uh, Peter Eustace, uh, Brian Joycey, uh, Roger Wilde, um, Carl Palmer were there, uh, Imre Variety, loads there. Absolutely a brilliant day, uh, and John Tonkins and his wife Jackie uh, put on uh, a meal for the boys and everything. It was absolutely a fantastic day. I'd like to thank them for for uh, their hospitality and to get the result that what we got. I mean, I look at when I saw that game. Yeah, I was disappointed, but you don't see me. You've, you've never seen me really criticising Wednesday. No. Because I look at it, all it does is cause more arguments. If, if, if she turns out and says, this is bad, that's bad. The only time I really criticise them, or only time I have criticised them, when they appointed Tony Pulis. No to do with Tony Pulis, I didn't like the way we played football, and I didn't watch any matches when uh, uh, when he took over. Mm. But you look at the game against Peterborough, right? A complete, first two goals, complete nightmare. I thought the keeper should have saved the first one. Yep. Second one's got a deflection, but I still thought he could have got to it. But 4-0... Do you honestly think that they, they could win 4-0? No. That's an uphill task, but I'm a big believer. And I always thought if you get one early doors, it gives you the chance. Mm. And if you can get 2-0 before half-time, you know, then, you know, let's see let's see how they react to this. And just as it's, as it's as, as I've said it, uh, or I said it, it may happen, it did happen. And now we're 2-0 down. Yeah. Half-time, he brings two players off. I puts two defenders on. And I'm thinking to myself, well, maybe go in our favour this because you expect them to try not to lose that game. They don't have to win it, do they? All they've got That's to do is for me. That for me is the dangerous part of any yeah. game going in not to lose it. I just find that's that so dangerous. That's how important that it is when you sign defenders what can really defend. Yeah, you can try and teach them as much as you want, but at the end of the day, if they can't defend, you know they're going to make mistakes. When I look at this, the four nil down, right? They get back. They get themselves back into it. They always look the dominant team throughout the game. They score in the ninety-eighth minute from a full back who's on practically the uh, goal line. Yeah, just maybe a yard off it, maybe two yards off it, right? In the ninety-eighth minute, and when the header was from the centre half, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. right. Uh, you expect that is you know it's going into the 90, 98th minute is yeah. gives six minutes, right? The the, the 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 injury time is six minutes, and we score in the ninety eighth minute. They've never looked like scoring by first. You can say first eight minutes, they you know they looked as though they wanted to do something. They just sat back. 
Then they go five four up. Yes. And you think, has it drained the boys this or not? Exactly. No, it came back and you said the penalties were absolutely brilliant. Great composure, you know. Uh, and I'm glad we took them at the cop end and all. Because it, we always seem to do, all teams, they'll have the cop end where, you know, they always seem to score more goals in that end than the other end. Yeah. So when I look at it, I think sometimes you think to yourself, how have they done that? Is it fate or, you know, because to be 4 0 down, I, well, I know somebody won't won 4,800 4, quid. I know somebody once had £10 uh, at 33 to 1 to qualify and to go on to win. Right? Roger Weil, Roger Weil predicted, he, he said to everybody, and it's a wonder, you know, uh, I didn't do it, but he, he predicted that uh, this will be 4 0 and win on penalties. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder what price that would have been. Because, you know, you're talking there, you know, it may, be, it may be hopeful just thinking that way. Yeah. But, you know, it's like the guy who had that uh, £5 bet on Leicester to win to Premier League. Yeah. And he win, what, 29,000 quid or something. Because mm-hmm. you always get fans who will have a couple of quid or a fiver on, on, on a result, on a, on, a res, on a daft result, really, because <laughs> regardless of what I think or whatever, and I were only hoping and I were believing that we could, still could do it. But when you, you know, be realistic, you don't expect, you know, to come back from a 4 0 down and qualify, do you? No. No. I mean, it's a first, isn't it? Uh, I, I don't. Mm. Well, again, <laughs> we didn't have playoffs back in the olden days, but certainly in the modern day of the playoffs, no team has ever come back from a 4 0 deficit. And I think you're right, too. If you, if you look in the first leg of a, of a two legged game, if you're losing 4 0, that's a monumental ask. To uh, to get a firstly the four goals back and then B to go on and win it, so you've actually got to win five, not four. Yeah. So um, I mean, fantastic. Yeah. Again, going into the final, well, we all, now, we all yeah, well, we all go on about you know uh, injury time. Yeah, it's give six minutes. And yeah, but they were doing a bit of time wasting, so we added I, that on as well. Yeah, didn't but- but sometimes you know as well as I do, it didn't always work that way, does it? No, no, it doesn't. Usually, but... you know, they look at it and think, well, it's it's ninety six minute, ba ba ba. I'm it's worked in our favour, and by God, am I happy it's worked in our favour? What was the atmosphere like in the pub with all the old boys? Were they all still there by that time? Oh, not all of them, because some of them the game, some were going home to watch it, you know, yeah, because yeah. obviously it's a long day. But I was stopping over, but there's still plenty of us in there. The pub, uh, they weren't roaring the pub when, when we got back to four apiece. And then when it comes to penalties, when they, when they were on penalties, then, you know, everybody, even I got up dancing. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, you got to, um, for for uh, Big Dave as well, Darren Moore, I mean, he's, he's took quite a bit of unnecessary stick um, throughout the season. Because at the end of the day, you know, Sheffield Wednesday have had a tremendous season. They 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 come third and got ninety six points. Any other season, they'd you have won the like league, won your league with ninety six. And okay, at times the football hasn't been pretty. I, I, I'm getting from some Sheffield Wednesday supporters, and it was very similar when he was at she- at uh, Wolver- um, Wolverhampton at West, West Bromwich Albion. And I did say when when he took over there, you know. The jury was out with Big Dave, but the one thing that you will say about him, he is a believer because he's a, a, a God-loving man, so he will always believe he's got the faith. 
And I do believe that he's one of the nicest guys in football. He really is a smashing kid. So to see him do so well, I, I thought it was fab fantastic. I, I thought it was fun. Listen, mm. we're eight points clear with two games in hand. Yep. And we blow it. Absolutely. So, you know, I, as, as long as fans are not being abusive to any manager, yeah, whether it's black, white, Chinese, yeah. whatever he is, as long as it's not being abusive to him, right? Now, I don't mind people saying, you know, uh, he's rubbish because at the end of the day, they, they pay the they pay, uh, they don't pay the wages, but they pay to go in. You know, they're entitled to their opinion. Yep. Right. But it has been a great season. And like you've just said, 96 points and you're not going up. Yeah. You just don't believe things can happen like that. It's crazy. But, but then again, you look at it, we fall nil down. Right. And we get the result, what we don't expect, but we believed, you know, we, you know, fans won't give up, you know, but I'm not, I'm not against people expressing their opinion as long as it's not being abusive. Absolutely. 100%. And that's what they, this, That's the only thing I don't like. You can turn around and say, I'm rubbish, whatever. That's okay. Because I get that. Yeah. You know, George Best is my favorite player. People will look at me and say, well, he can't lace Messi's boots or he can't lace Maradona. Or Ronaldinho or Ronaldo. I can get that. I just tell you that's my that's my my favourite player of all time. Yeah. And I've seen them all. It doesn't mean that he's the best. I tell you it's my my opinion. You know, so as long as it's not abusive to any manager, you never see me being abusive to Tony Pulis. I just say to him, like I said to Jack, I don't like that way of playing football, so I don't want to watch it. Absolutely. There's a way of playing football, a way that certain teams play football. I turn the telly off and it's all about your philosophy and trying to win a game. Uh, winning games, Manchester City won more than anybody in the Premier League this season. Uh, champions, he rested nine players. That bench was worth, I don't know, something like a half a billion pounds, wasn't it? I mean, what, what superstars he had on the bench. And I would have done exactly the same. Well, I did put a post up. It doesn't matter what 11 he picks. They're still quality. They play some brilliant the, football. If you watch their academy teams, yeah. they all play the same way. Exactly. So when they go into a, into the first team, or they go and play higher up uh, one, of the higher, uh, one of the higher teams, uh, you know, teams what... Um, come on, Moss, come into my bloody head. What's that? If you're playing a level up, Right? Yeah. It doesn't make a difference. They always look comfortable, whatever team uh, they play in those type, those players. Absolutely. And they're all comfortable on the ball. I have never seen a Manchester City player yet under Guardiola what's never been comfortable on the ball. He won't buy him. I mean, he you simply know. won't. He won't have him in, in, his, in his club, no matter whether I, that first, first team, youth team, whatever... If you can't play football, if you can't pass the ball, if you can't do what Pep wants you to do, you, you, ain't, you ain't getting a shirt, mate. He don't yeah. want you. Because you will only buy certain players. What, what makes me laugh with a lot of people when they criticise Pep, it, the midfield players, we know midfield players will um, will um, on the ball. And he's not trying to play, play one as a centre-back, a full-back. Uh, out wide, left or right. He just he has that belief. What did you do there? You've, you've just mooted yourself, haven't you? 
Can you hear me? I can now. Yeah, but you went dead quiet for about oh, 60 you, seconds. You just can't believe how uh, he gets these players to play under pressure without a blink of an eye. Absolutely. And he knows when to move players out and who to move in. It looks as though good. It's you what's gone off again, Gabby. McAllister, he's certainly looking at bringing in McAllister from Brighton. I think he'd be a perfect fit. Where's he going to play? Well, he'll play in Gundogan's position because Gundogan will go, so he'll just... He'll... Well, what, what, what about... What, what about uh, not Grealish, the other kid? Fun. I mean, the, the, if H... I think it's your fault what keeps going on. If H. Phillip in, if H. Phillips in, he's played about five games this year, hasn't he? I don't think Phillips is good enough to play no. in that Man City team. Uh, and, and, yet, and I think he was surprised. Who you just mentioned at Brighton. I think looks, he's a good player. He looks a star. I like him, McAllister. Right? All I'm trying to say is, Phillips, I mean, I was surprised that he bought Phillips. No, I was. I was. And mm. I still think Phillips was a good player for Leeds. And he helped keep them and get them up and keep them up there. Mm. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is, He's never going to put. He's never going to get Wallach on his place. Um, no, Rodri, no uh, chance. Uh, Marland and the other kid, what the Argentinian? I mean, he's an unbelievable player. He can't get a team. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, no. he's got options on the bench, oh. he, and that's what Pep does. He'll look at moving probably two, three, maybe four out in the close season, and then he'll bring. Two, maybe three, maybe four in that are very similar that just slot into that position that he wants them to play because he's identified them and he knows what they can do and he will only bring in a certain player to play in a certain way that fits his philosophy and the way that he wants to play and football. You just, you just hit the nail on the head because yeah. that's what it is, the philosophy. Absolutely. I shake my head and I laugh when I listen to these pundits. Some of them have been good players. Some have been great players. When they turn around and say, you ain't got a plan B. Oh, no, his plan A, his plan A is yeah. that good. Right? You don't have to work on plan B. No. We want to work on plan B. Our coaches want to, and our pundits want to work on plan B, right? Instead of improving Plan A, and exactly. how do you improve? How do you improve Plan A? Get better quality players. Yeah. Get players what do panic on 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 the ball or under pressure. Get play, uh, good players what can pass the ball with a, with an accuracy mm. of ninety eight percent, like Manchester City. When you play in that team, you, some teams will think, "Christ Almighty, we're never going to get the ball." But I wonder why you, they never get the ball. Exactly. But again, if it's not working, if, if a player isn't having a particularly good game or or is having a bit of an ineffective game, for instance, Jack Grealish, it might not be Jack's day for whatever reason, he'll pull Jack off and he'll pull Foden on. Or he'll start with Foden, he'll pull Phil off and he'll put Jack on. He'll have yeah. Mares, he'll have Silva. He'll, he'll just rotate his players. and He knows that they're not all going to be... But every one of them, you, you've just mentioned yeah. a quality of passing. Absolutely. A quality under pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think it was about three years ago or two years ago, maybe three years ago, when I said to you, I said to you, do you just look, when you found Jack in the position mm. at left back at Villa, 
Al composes yeah. on the ball. Absolutely. He never gives a ball. Well, rarely gives a ball. People always away. say, no, not people, but Jack would say to me, are you listening to me? I said, Jack, I can repeat word for word what you said. Right? So I look at everything and analyse everything. You know, what's going to make a good team? I don't sign players, and I would say to be director of football on my own, look, this is the player I'm looking for. Right? Now, I don't want a big lad uh, what's just going to boot it. Then I then I got to say to myself, well, I've just tell Gabby, I've got to be able to work with him. Well, it's no it's no good working with that type of player because you're never going to be able to improve that type of player. Absolutely. But I still wouldn't treat him like some managers do. Mm. You know, and that's the difference between me and some managers who I played under. And the best ones I played under always won trophies, Cluffy and Howard Kendall. Absolutely. Absolutely. Book corner in association with myfootballbooks.com too. Uh, Andy usually gives us a recommendation. He's been very busy this week and uh, I'm going to do all three. By the way, our most recent podcast, our football book uh, corner with Andy from myfootballbooks.com is out now. 90 minutes plus extra time of talking football books. So first up, uh, this week, T, the Forgotten Cup, the history of the Metropa Cup, mother of the Champions League from 1927 to 1940 by Joe Araf. Joe is an Italian journalist. Uh, it's his second book. I've been interacting with Joe this week. Uh, big international uh, fan, so he's very much looking forward to the Champions League final when his team, international, play Manchester City but the Forgotten Cup is the story of the Metropa Cup 1927 to 1940 all those years ago I mean what a fantastic competition that was the forerunner to to the European Cup and I I didn't I've never heard of this and that's what I'm saying Mm. about things like this what you bring to the football fans is absolutely brilliant because you've got you put everything and to listen to the rest of this podcast, head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash SRB Media. Thank you.